This is a big-timing comedy production. Welcome backstage. Uh, I'm here to interview Black Sabbath. I'm a journalist. VIP only. Groupies sleep with rock stars because they want to be near someone famous. We're here because of the music. We are band-aids. Are you jumping or am I under-medicated? You're listening to Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm with the band, okay? Twenty-four of Backstage Pass with Meredith Marks. I'm psyched for our guest tonight because I've been a huge fan of his for a very long time. It is Mr. Corey Glover from Living Color. Welcome to our show. Hello. Hello. You're live from Home Depot, right? Yes. Checking out, checking out chainsaws. He was doing yard work, so he's shopping yes. for a chainsaw. This is awesome. I love that. See, it's like real time, man. Like you're a real person doing real shit, and I love that. I- Exactly. I have to. A couple of weeks ago, uh, there was a major storm up where I live and there was a twin, couple of tornadoes touched down. And it knocked over several trees, several old oak trees and all that sort of stuff. So my yard is filled with debris. Wow. So where is that? Where, where do you live? I, I live upstate New York in, uh, in the Hudson Valley. OK, so we're in Baltimore. And okay. it was just crazy here as well. We had a lot of that stuff, too. So the weather's been crazy for us East Coasters. I feel you. Yeah, exactly. Well, I so have to. I, uh, oh, I'm, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. So um, so needless to say, this is this is the reason for a chainsaw. I have to cut my way through my backyard. Wow. Literally. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I, I have to uh, I have to apologize to you because I was actually supposed to come to Fishhead Cantina and interview you in person a few weeks ago. But right. my, my brother is on tour with Michael McDonald and my brother lives in Phoenix, Arizona. I never I never get to see him. So they came to town that night, too. So my family won out. I'm sorry, my man, but at least you and I are talking tonight. And next time I'm coming to that show, because let's talk about that Fishhead Cantina here in the Baltimore, Maryland area. Um, you got you had Kelly Bell on the bill with you and Maya I Factor. Did. That's a freaking awesome show. I was so bummed that I could not make that show. Tell me a little Ke- bit about how that night went. Kelly was great. I shout out to him. He was amazing. Right? Um, he is amazing, and he's been amazing for a very long time. So I have uh, I, I had a uh, a wonderful, wonderful time, and the band was great, and we just did our best. To, to to get this this thing done. Could you hold on for a quick second? Absolutely. Look, he's, he's checking out a chainsaw, everybody. We're going to let hold you on. check that chainsaw out. It All could right. get loud any second. Rum. How's it going? Good, Corey. Nice to meet you. I didn't see you start blue school. This room is over there. I told you. Yeah, it might be this. Yeah, yeah. And then here I'll say, oh, he's, he's trying out that one. Aisle seven. He's rocking upstate New York, Home Depot. Five or six times. Aisle seven. I love it. <laughs> this is great. 
Did you hear all that? Dude, I, I mean, for a second, I thought we were with Jesse James from Jackal. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not. It's Corey Glover, and he's freaking pulling chainsaws. We got all of that. I'm using all of it. It's freaking amazing. There you go. How cool is that? Did you find the one you like? I did find the one I like. Aisle um, 7. Aisle 7's rocking. It's, it's, it's actually aisle 12. But aisle thank 12. you. For... <laughs> That's so funny. I love that shit. That's great. God. Yeah. So, so that's what that that this is. This is my life outside of uh, doing what I. The other thing that I do. Yes. Or do do yard work and cut brush. We call it real life. Real life. Yeah. You know, I, I'm originally from New York City, and uh, this was quite a change for me. Yeah. A good one. I uh, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, oh. and I, I I know I don't know from cutting brush. And, you don't need and chainsaws it, in Brooklyn. Well, you do, but it's for different it's for other things. <laughs> Home protection. <laughs> yeah, you know, you want to get in, you want to get inside someone's house. That's the best way to do it. That's the best way. There you go. Oh, well, I'm glad that you got a chance to play with Kelly Bell and my Factor at Fishhead Cantina because um, I saw some video and picture and it just looked unbelievable. So now that I've I've heard about the show, you have to come back and do it again so I can actually come and meet you in person and see it. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, Kelly's played with with me and he's played with he's open for us with when, when with Living Color. So he's family. Kelly's family. I, he loves you, too. He was on our show uh, last year and. I just, I mean, Kelly and I have been good friends for many years, and he's a wonderful uh -huh. person. I love that guy. How can you not yeah. love Kelly Bell? Yeah, well, you know, and we dated the same girl, too, which is, I think, That's not surprising. Hey, <laughs> yeah. It's not surprising. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry, Kelly. It's true. <laughs> I love that beast. Dude, so um, you've had an impressive resume, in, including, you know, obviously living color, but you right. got to um, have a have a role in Platoon, and then yes. you were inspired, really, originally by Jesus Christ Superstar, and then you ended up taking over um, for the role of Judas. I mean, was that really your shining moment? Was that your? Oh my, oh my God! I I didn't have to do anything else after that. I was I, I was on stage with Ted Neely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, d d believe me. Um, we uh, when I was I don't know. I had to be six or seven years old. I saw the movie Jesus Christ Superstar. And I was like, I want to do what that guy does. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking about Carl Anderson. And like, I want to do what he does. And so it was a shining moment for me when I'm at the audition and I'm singing with Ted and I couldn't take it. I had to walk out of the room and burst into tears because it's like, holy shit, my life is coming true. 
you know. So it was it was quite it's quite a thing. Well, I always ask is I mean people what their goosebump moment was um, in life, you know, where you look down and you realize you've got goosies all up and down your arm, and this is like the moment. That was probably your moment, right? Oh, absolutely. It's yeah. it's just one of many that I've had in my life, and I feel very fortunate that I've been able to do what I do and make a living at it. It affords me the ability to go cut brush, you know, <laughs> um, buy a new chainsaw. That's right. Exactly. Um, what do what so, do uh, what do chainsaws cost these days? They are quite expensive, by the way. So, um, so I, I walked away from the guy. I was like, um, I have to think about this. So, um, but I'm gonna get it. It's not it's not it's not a question. I have to get it. Yeah, he's got brush to cut. Right, indeed. Got to do it. Tell me about what you're doing now. I mean, I know you're still touring every once in a while with Living Color. You're doing your solo stuff. What else right. are you doing besides cutting brush? Well, that, that's, 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 isn't that enough? That's a lot. That sounds like a lot. That is a it's lot a, on your plate. It's, it's a lot. You know, um, you know I'm, I'm working with other artists. I'm doing this thing with uh, George Lynch. Uh, we call it Ultraphonics. It's me and George and uh, Poncho Tomaselli from uh, War and great session player Chris Moore on drums. And it's... You know, and they're on the West Coast, and uh, obviously I'm here cutting brush on the East Coast. So, um, so I go back and forth between that and trying to start other bands. I mean, just you know, trying to keep busy. What do you prefer? Do you like to rock out and do more of like the heavy stuff, or do you prefer to do some some jazz and funk? I don't prefer. I I, I do what I can. I you know, I get in where I can. Um, Good answer. Um. It's there is no preference. It's all music. It's all expression. I, you know, um, someone told me what, what your job is as a singer is to interpret the music so people understand it, and that's what I put across. That's what I try to put across. And it doesn't matter. It might be, you know, it might be some, you know, classical piece. It could be that, but if it requires a singer to emote that's then that's what i'm here for let me get a little heavy on you cult okay. of, cult of personality yes um could you have ever predicted that our society would be where it is today with the release of that song way back when and and how maybe it, if you released it today how that would impact our world it, now you know what's interesting about that about that and, and, and people say this all the time but what, how do you feel about it now we were talking about that then we were talking about, you know, we were talking about, you know, post cold war life when we talk about cult of personality and, and the people that came out of this post cold war thing that, you know, Glasnost and, and, and Ronald Reagan and Mikhail Gorbachev. And those are all cults of personality. Mm -hmm. Um, the, the term cult personality came is 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 a Russian is Russian based on the Cold War that you know Khrushchev's talking about Stalin having a cult cult of personality you know it's it's you know so it's not a new idea it's just it's it gets repackaged every so often there's a cult of personality around around some of the most mundane things 
you know, there's a, there was a cult of personality about, I don't know, about Oprah Winfrey. There's a cult of personality of Oprah. There's a cult of personality of Beyonce Knowles. You know, this is not new. It's not. It's not new. I'm just curious as to how you felt about how, if it was released today, if it would be perceived a little differently or you think i don't think so no? i think it'd be perceived just as much because you know when we did it then it was like oh you just, you guys are just talking about what you're talking about and but that hasn't changed so why should we stop talking about it we shouldn't ever stop talking about it that's <laughs> right. why it's one of those songs that just will continue to stay forever you know i mean What's what's annoying to me is there are other songs from that first record and from previous uh, and, and records since then that have all stayed very present. You know, "Open Letter to a Landlord" still makes sense. I love that song. You know, I love um, that song. Such a great. You song. know, um, "Type" still has relevance. You know, it, it's not like it's it, 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 it's funny. Um, I was talking to Vernon yesterday, actually, and. And we've been talking about this for a couple a couple of months now, but we want to do an EP of electronic music. And since we are since we seem to be the Cassandra of rock and roll, um, we want to do a do an electronic record called Hence. Just talking about things and see if they come true. That's cool. <laughs> I'm a, I would be interested in hearing that. Yeah. So electronic music, though, I mean, you haven't really done anything. I no, mean, we, we we dabbled in it, but we have never really right. We never really had a, a, a full on sort of thing. So we we think it would be very interesting to sort of go into that, like to to do things that do not have native instruments and that aren't that and nothing is an analog instrument. It's it's an approximation of even my voice. Could, it, it will be that as well. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm looking forward to that. I hope you you follow through and go through that through with that so do i because i think that would be amazing people would want to hear that i think so this is different we don't really have anything like that now no we don't no so it's always some something new that's going to pique the interest and keep people interested i think why not go for it right Uh, absolutely yeah what what else is going on in uh in life not much else is going on in life i mean like i said it's it's, I, i i have enough going on in life right now you know Right now, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm online trying to pay for a chainsaw. I think that's enough right now. Wait, we've, we've ditched the store now. And we're going online to see if we have a better deal. No, 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 no. I'm on the actual line paying for oh, a chainsaw. Oh, in the line. Okay, got it. I got it. <laughs> so you picked I'm it. I'm on a line. Oh. I'm now giving this person high. I'm giving them my credit card <laughs> for, yes, thank you, awesome. for my chainsaw. Corey Glover has officially become Jackal and he's got the chainsaw now. We can we do a collaboration with Jesse James and maybe bring him to the chainsaw? I like this we idea. Do, dueling chainsaw? Yeah, can we? I'm gonna yeah, have to well, call him and be like, come on, let's do it. Yeah, I'm an amateur. He's a professional. <laughs> well, he can probably come over and teach you how to cut the brush. So Exactly. There you go. Um when you uh were touring Back in the day when you were starting out with Living Color and right. you had the hit and everything and the big album, you got to tour the world, right? Can you yes. just tell me maybe one of, you, one of your two of your favorite places that you got to play? What's memorable to you around the world? 
Hmm. Like a venue uh, that stands out. We played in Switzerland once, and and to the biggest crowd that we had played in, with in, in ever, and it was weird to to for, at least for me because we're in this little you know bucolic sort of Swiss town, and it looks all other stuff, and there's this big open area, and there are five thousand people there, and they're waiting there to see us, and and you know this is one of the first or second times we've been to Europe, and I'm ridiculously jet lagged and I'm, and I wake up and I look out onto the square because the hotel was near, near where we were playing. There's all these people there. Like, wow, who they there for? So, so we must important must be playing here. And it was us. Wow. So it was very interesting. Very so I, that, cool. that, that stands out in my mind. Now, with you having toured the world and seen everything, when you go on vacation, where's your go-to place? I don't really, I don't go to vacation often. Last year I went to, to Disney World in Florida with my kids um, because they were getting to that age where Disneyland, Disney World was going to become very, very boring to them. And, what are the um, ages I, of the kids? How old are the kids? Kids at that point were like 12 and 13, uh, 11 and 12. Okay, I've got twin 11-year-old girls. And they still want to go back. Well, they're 11. Wait till they turn 13 or 14. Yeah. It's not going to be that exciting. Oh, I'm going to cry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so get ready. Did you do Universal as well? No. Um, but I'm thinking about going back this year and doing Universal as well. Well, they got the Harry Potter. And then what, next year, I think it's, it's 2019. They're opening up Star Wars. That's, in, that's at Disney World. Oh, that's going to be at it, Disney. Okay. It's already there. Oh, it's still. It's there. Oh, wow. See, I'm like missing the boat here. I have no yeah. idea. Okay. Well, you got to get we, to Harry we, Potter World, though. We saw that. Yeah. So it's Harry Potter World. We're going to try to get to, and and a bunch of the Marvel characters are at Disney World and at Universal. So they are they they're, they're looking forward to it. Well, I love Universal because you have Marilyn Monroe and I love Lucy walking around. And if you give them the autograph book, Marilyn will kiss it and leave her little lipstick print in your book. <laughs> Lovely. Isn't that that'll nice? Make my, that'll make my wife very happy about that. <laughs> my kids thought that was kind of cool. They were four at the time, though, so what do I know? <laughs> so uh, if you could have a dream collaboration with somebody, who would it be? This is uh, this is a question I get asked a lot. Uh, and and there, there's so many people alive and dead that I'd love to work with, you know, Um I, I would have loved to have worked with Prince. I would have, hell, I would have loved to work with Elvis. Um, yeah. Uh, I would have loved to, I'd love to, to you know, uh, a couple of years ago, there was a Rolling Stone article about Mark Ronson. And Mark Ronson says in this article that when he was a kid living in New York, all he wanted to do was start a white living color. It's like, <laughs> why don't you just ask living color? Yeah. Um, so... So we're trying to figure out how to get in touch with Mark and, and, and collaborate with him. So that'd be a dream thing, too. Well, it was this crazy phenomenon. You guys came on the scene and blew everybody away because really, I mean, to, to, to be honest, you guys really put the, the R in rock <laughs> with, right. uh, with being the African-American band showing everybody that, you know what, we can kick ass on stage and rock it out. And that was something that had not really been done. 
You guys started this that's, whole movement. Not, again, it's, it's, it, 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 it had existed. This kind of idea had existed before. I mean, obviously there was Jimi Hendrix. Um, who was yeah, much, but he didn't many, do the same before. thing that you did. Like you guys were a little different. Yeah, he rocked the guitar and he was cool, but but you guys were this whole different. It was it was heavier. I feel. Yeah, I, I I I I think it's all it's all like I said it's all expression. I I really felt like um, there were other and there were lots of other bands known and unknown that were doing some very interesting things, and there are lots of there are lots of bands out there. There are lots there's lots of music out there. Um, we got a break and we were very fortunate. And I, I will not deny that what we did was important and was necessary. But we weren't the only ones doing it, and we had to really be cognizant of the fact that that we are not the first, and we certainly won't be the last, and that they will all, and it will constantly continue. You know, when we saw Rage Against the Machine for the first time, uh, it was like, wow, that is that. There it is. There's we're we're moving forward. Um when Lenny Kravitz was around. It's like, yeah, we're moving forward. So there was a lot to be had. And there's always a lot to be had. Particularly now, there, there are bands that you, that you, that Kelly, for example, he's, I mean, Kelly Bell should be a national, an international act. He should be. We he need to work be. on getting him to be an international act. He's amazing. Thank you, Mike. Uh, you know, and I think that if he... Get there before the grace of God. If he had, I'm getting in the car now because I'm done with my purchase of my big ass chainsaw. Um, if if he had the some of the breaks that we had, and you know, for all intent and purposes, we all we'd all be superstars. There are tons of people that that we don't. Particularly, you know, when you see, when you look at Seven Dust and you look at Lejean, and you go, yeah, man. Uh, or, you know, other bands of people of color, not just black folks, not just, and not just Americans. There are bands all over the world that are doing really interesting and very, very, very poignant, uh, pointed, uh, interestingly uh point of view that have a very interesting point of view out there absolutely and we it's it's up to us as listeners to look out for it you know we didn't like i said we didn't start this we just we're just a part of a of a continuum you know well it's been very cool to to see and and I, yeah, I, I keep track of uh, people worldwide. I know there's a few Asian bands that are really kicking ass right now and, mm. uh, and making a statement on their own. And, and I love it. I mean, I think that it's, it's incredible. And it really um, is this universal thing uh, where people can just connect to music no matter, no matter what. I love it. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I agree. So cool. So cool. So tell me who's your favorite person that you have collaborated with. Aside from Jesus Christ Superstar, you know, um, this, again, that, that's a, another long list. You know, when we first started out, you know, we got we did demos with Mick Jagger. Come on, wow, who does that? 
you know. Yeah. The, the, our demos were produced by Mick Jagger. That's that that you can't you can't say much else after that. Do you know it? what I mean? Yeah. So, so neat. Yeah. How do you feel about shows today like American Idol and The Voice? I I I I don't have a I don't have a particular uh, feel for it in one way or another. Some folks, you know, I've met after the fact, and you know, and they are they're. I'm happy that they got a chance and they got people to to actually get the, to hear them, and I and I would hope that the people that are that come out of it become something. You know, Kelly Clarkson, amazing. You know. Um, but yeah, I hope they, that they, that, that it means something and that it becomes impactful, that it's not sort of like this, uh, flash in the pants idea that if you're going to do it, do it for real. Good answer. Another good answer. I like it. Yeah. So a lot of people have mixed feelings on these shows and I always like to get people's opinions cause I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's you know, that's, that's I mean, more new. it's 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 the way people are being seen, mm-hmm. unfortunately. Um, and, you know, I'm gl- I'm glad it's there to a degree. Uh, I, I would hope that somebody will take the initiative to be to 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 cultivate them as an artist and not particularly a personality. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, that. You know, I, you know, okay, so you're from Tuscaloosa, Alabama, and you play the guitar, and your hair is the right way, and you're wearing the right clothes, but what do we know about you? And what do we know about you that we can relate to? You know, um, who's, who is, you know, where is the next prince coming from where is the next david bowie coming from um where are the places that you find these ridiculous superstars where they come where are they coming from are are they coming from the voice maybe let's hope and let's hope so are you nervous that maybe we won't have people like that in the future that that was that's going to kind of die off because everything has changed now. I don't think that this, that's not never going to go away. There's always going to become, there's always going to be a a phenomenon. I think the phenomenons are going to become, are going to be more and more rare. I think that they're going to be, uh, that you'll find a singular talent that does that, not a group of people who are just, the greatest thing ever. Um, you know, think about where, what people, what people were doing when they first heard little Richard and then they heard Fats Domino and then they heard Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now you, and, or the first time you, you went to a Prince concert or you went to, or you saw the Beatles for the first time or or you saw David Bowie live. How many, how many times are you going to be able to say that? And right now it's, there's very few people that you can say that about, you know, um, 
I, I, I mentioned her earlier, but Beyonce is, is just a singular talent. And I, but there is much, I'm sure there are more Beyonce's out there than just her. And look at Bruno Mars. Right. Right. You know. Yeah. And that's a Mark yeah. Ronson collaboration right there. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, Corey, are you, uh, do you want to give a shout out to any charities that you're working with or, or any uh, organizations that you're working with? I'm not working with any organizations right at this at this particular time, but um, I think that any organizations that's helping people, I, I particularly think that you know um, Puerto Rico is still going through some things, and it, they need as much help as we can possibly give them. So try try your best to see what you can do to help. People in need. Awesome. Yes, we're going to pump that for you. Thank you so much, Corey. We appreciate you coming on our show. Thank um, you, Meredith. Yeah, it was great to have you. And we hope that you can come back to Baltimore soon, rock out with Kelly Bell, and I will be there for that one. Absolutely. I'd love to love to say hi to you and uh, and give you a hug and, and see you on, live in person on stage because you are amazing. Amazing. Thank you. So I've seen the videos. He's really good live. I love it. Absolutely. Hey, you enjoy your chainsaw and and have fun cutting the brush. Oh, it's going to be, it's going to be so much fun. And hopefully I don't cut anything off on my own. Yeah, please. On my own person. Wear steel toe boots and some gloves. (laughs) Maybe a helmet. Yes. Yes, I will. (laughs) And take a picture. You should actually Facebook live that people are going to want to see that. Uh, you're not going to want to see that. It's, it's, it's going to be very boring. But, you know, <laughs> I, I'll tell you about it after the fact. Awesome. Can't wait to hear. Thanks, Corey. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. He is fun to talk to. I like when people are just real. We had Kevin Martin from Candlebox walking around the uh, L.A. farmer's market buying his son Rice and beans. beans. Do you remember that, Mikey? Rice and beans. Rice and beans. Right before he had to go to, what, School of Rock? Yep, something like that. And I thought that was freaking hilarious. Like, wait, what? You're on the phone? <laughs> cool. And we just went with it, so. <laughs> Let's do it again. Let's do it again. This time, Corey Glover walking around Home Depot getting a chainsaw, like trying out the chainsaw while we're on the phone with him. Like, that That was that was different. I love that. Yes, that one, one was real, one was me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you decide which is which. Yeah. So that was a ton of fun. I just absolutely love Corey Glover. He's such a talented guy. And maybe we'll get him to come back to Baltimore soon so that I can uh, give him a hug and say hello. And definitely check tour dates in your area for him. You can check him out on Facebook at uh, Corey Glover. And uh, he's got all of his tour dates there on his Facebook page. So thanks, Corey, for coming in. And, of course, we're going to end tonight with the greatest song ever, Cult of Personality from Living Color. But come back. Episode 25. Mikey. In the 80s, I was swooning over this guy. God, he was so hot. He was like one of the hottest hairband guys ever. Woo! You're going to need to put a fan on me. It's Mark Slaughter coming up on the next episode. Come and, on back. And I have a story for that one. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth 
in a language that everybody here can easily understand. You've been hanging backstage with Backstage Pass and Meredith Marks. Now get your ass off the tour bus. This is a big-timing comedy production. Personality, the cult of personality, the cult of personality.